0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Well, God bless you. <clears throat> God bless you and God bless you. And I say it three times because I want God the Father to bless you. And I want you to know that He is. God the Son to bless you. And I want you to know that He is. And God the Holy Spirit Not it, 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 he, 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 God, the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that he is. And bless, oh my goodness. I hope I don't end up doing the whole broadcast on bless. Bless is to be made happy, to be happy. However, we're speaking English right now. And that word bless and that word happy... It means certain things in the English language and in Western culture that leaves out so much of what it means in the Word of God. And also, most of us don't think of this, even even those of us who know to think of it, what a phrase meant or a word meant in the culture when God gave it. One example of that is, um, uh, actually I haven't heard that one in years, so maybe you haven't either. I forget how old I am and how, how long I've actually been around in the body of Christ. But uh, speaking of thorn in the flesh, that's a phrase. And that phrase, that's only half of the phrase, by the way. And God, in his word, uses that phrase on both ends of the phrase. However, it means a particular thing. Now today, I want to deal with that which was spoken by the prophet. We have such take on God's word. Excuse me. I hear me. Speaking in a way that I mind, Uh, almost like a lecturer instead of a preacher. My oldest daughter, middle child, but my oldest daughter, she's a preacher's preacher, and she preaches with energy, and she preaches with emphasis, and she preaches so that she's got your attention, gets your attention, and keeps your attention. And I know notice that I tend to preach thinking, which can be boring, which can be uh, slow, and uh, I know that because (laughs) I was married to a man who took his time to say a thing, and people thought he talked slow, and I'm one of the people that thought he talked slow, and he would think a thing out, he would think about what he said as he was saying it. And he would think about all the things that he thought about and studied about when he was bringing that. And I hear me just now speaking in that lecture-type fashion that you need to come with me into my mind and into my thoughts. And for a broadcast, that's not how I want to speak. I want to speak so that I hold your attention. And one of the reasons is, excuse me. One of the reasons is because I want to bring your attention to something that we don't pay attention to. And we generally think we're paying attention to. We think we're giving it good attention. I'm sorry, I'm distracting me, looking at me. And when you see something in the Scripture that this was fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet do you look to go see what it is the prophet said? Uh, Just in uh, one of the pastors group I belonged to yesterday, uh, several, well, it's a pastor's group, so you know pastors have things to say. And, (coughs) (coughs) pardon me, every pastor is not necessarily a prophet. And, I'm almost not wanting to go there, but I'm going to say it. Everybody who has the gift of prophecy is not necessarily a prophet. And the gift of the gift of prophecy uh, I'm gonna need to go there. 1 Corinthians 12. Here we go. You know what? Before I go there on First Corinthians 12, I want you to get pen and paper, and I want you to write down all these scriptures that I'm about to read to you, and I think they're all New Covenant, not one of them is in the Old Covenant, they should be, that when the scripture tells us that this this is a fulfillment, or this is what you, which was spoken by the prophet, we should know what the prophet said Not just the scripture That's telling us That this is What was said Now the the uh, I think That's me, the word doesn't say I think That the most famous Of, of scripture For that phraseology Is Acts 2.16 But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, and that one tells us where. There's a couple of others that tells us that Jeremy spoke it, but where? Where did he say it? So, not only Acts 2:16, because I want you to go go read the context. However, go to where the prophet said it, because I'm going to ask you a question. Do you know the beginning? Of the fulfillment? Do you know the conclusion of the fulfillment? Do you know if there's ongoingness to the fulfillment? So, Matthew 13 35. That it might be fulfilled, now this is the middle of the phrase, the middle of the thought, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Now that's a prophecy that I would count important to know what in the world the prophet said. Now remember, the prophet is saying what God said, or, or, most of us don't realize there's an or to that, or what God showed them. That's why we. It would be good for us to know the difference between the gift of prophecy, and the actual prophet. And excuse me again. I forgot my my uh, finger thing. <laughs> I want to give you the other scriptures, and maybe you need the time to get the pencil so that you can write it down. And uh, I want. to Want it so that even me, while I know, and this is how God has given me to study, I want to remember to do that, because there's some things that we know so well, or even God taught it to us, an aspect of it. But remember, the scripture tells us God is building a house. I always say that and don't tell you where that scripture is, Um and and I always use it as an example that there's the foundation, there's this room, that room, and, and there's the roof. God's the one building a house, so he knows when to put the roof on and how to put the roof on. However, we who deal in doctrines and ideologies and philosophies, pardon me, I don't know what's making me sneeze today. We who deal in that, We like to put the roof on. We like to bring the conclusion. You know, um, I remember when I was in school, and my professors used to always say, now bring it to a conclusion. (laughs) Because I like to study a thing, and I didn't realize that that is the Word of God, but I like to study every depth and dimension and aspect and arena of a thing. And I would always have to cut my papers short and... <laughs> it used to be funny to my professors because other people uh didn't want their papers to be 15 pages long they wanted them to be the minimum 10 pages long i don't know what it is in college today i keep um heh, the the lord is dealing with me even as i'm saying that because uh it's time to have another college and Anyway, getting back to, this is that which was spoken. Now, I want to give you all of the scriptures, so I'm going to read through them, which means that I'm not going to be able to finish this in this broadcast, so you might need to finish it. But Matthew, I gave you that one, Matthew thirteen thirty-five, and remember, this begins in the middle of the phrase, so you want to go back and see, 34, but that it might be fulfilled Which was spoken by the prophet saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the earth. Now there's several things in there. I want to give you the other scriptures because I will go and dissect each one of that. I'm a theologian. I like being a theologian. But I've also learned that theologians are hard to listen to and difficult to follow. And that's even when you're in front of them. And when you do follow them when you're in front of them and actively engaged with them, then when you're done, it's not always simple a simple matter to know what you just heard. So I'm going to give you each of the scriptures. Matthew 21.4 All this was done that it might be fulfilled. Ah, my phone went out. Which was spoken... By the prophet saying, and go to it and see what it was that he was saying and what it was being fulfilled. I'm going to remind you that the verse divisions didn't happen until the 14th century. They're not the word of God. Uh, there's there's an exception to that in the Psalms where God gives divisions, not only chapter divisions but gives the divisions according to the Hebrew alphabet and uh, I just want you to know that I don't have an argument with chapter divisions and verse divisions, I always give you the example because it lets you know the address like where I am is a physical address or uh one of the houses that uh, I moved lived with my mother in is Eighteenth Street in Philadelphia, North Eighteenth Street, and that wasn't North Philly at all. <laughs> However, that's the example that I like to give, so that you know, you know the address, you know where to go find it. Right now, I do want to stop and give the verse before and the verse after so that you have the whole context of the Scripture. But I'm asking you to write it down so that you know to look before and look behind. And since there several places where it says, um, where it references that this that's going on is a fulfillment of what was spoken by the prophet. And please understand, everything that was spoken... Here's why I want to give you all the scriptures because I'll stop and teach on it, ta- stop and preach on it, stop and give examples. And I want you to have each of the scriptures for the various examples of why and how and what what you need to look at. Now you always need to look at what God said to look at. Because even of the few that I already gave it doesn't it doesn't say the same thing as to what to look at and to what is being fulfilled yeah what the prophet had to say but what aspects so here we go matthew 2735 and they crucified him
0: now, Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. are prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: It's casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They prepared my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. If you know your Bible, that's an easy one to know, at least which prophet probably said that. Acts 2.16 I already gave you, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. It's also good to know who's saying it, because this that's Acts, but it's Peter talking. And, and when I say who's saying it, I don't just mean who the individual. When you know who is saying a thing, you know their heartset mindset or ideology or philosophy or fulfillment or experience with God or with His Word so that you know that that is the aspect that they speak from, even if that particular thing is not the thing that they're saying. And that can be very important so that you, you don't think a person is saying something different than what they're saying. Even if you're speaking the same language, we can use the same words and mean different things. For example, bless. God bless you. You're not saying God happy you. And even when we say God bless you, we don't, we, we don't mean God make you happy. And yeah, in the in the uh, pastors, one of the pastors' group that I deal with, someone who I love, 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 uh, asked me how I was doing. And for me, that's that's I don't I never know how to answer that question. However, I felt me going to probably for that individual it was a stare, but I went into thought. Because there are things going on and I needed to assess the question that they they asked just because that's what I do. I assess everything from every depth, dimension, from every arena, from every breath, from every depth. And when I give an answer, it's usually all of that. I'm not the one to say, fine, (laughs) because fine is a definition And do I mean fine? Anyway, back to the scriptures. I hope you're writing them down. You want to know the aspect. For that, as an example, if you know that about me, you know that if I'm giving you an answer to something, I'm giving to the best of my ability, I'm giving the height, the length, the depth, the breadth, every arena, and every aspect of that whatever it is you asked. Whereas someone else, they're just, as someone said to me, just answering the question. Yeah, you know, someone, I get that, um, or used to get it. Just answer the question. And even then, the question is different for me than usually what the person asking even means so that the answer coming from me is not what the person asking is looking for. So and and we know that socially, you know, how are you? Fine. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Nobody says terrible. I, I don't mean there we go. When I say nobody, I mean nobody, and I'm about to correct myself because probably somebody does. So nobody is an incorrect statement. I'm not willing to make an incorrect statement on purpose. There's too many times that we do that, and it's not what we mean at all. So here we go. Back to the scriptures. Did I give you 217? Uh, 217. I'll say it again in case I already did. Then, then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, Okay, you gotta go find it to know. You gotta go to the address there to know what it is that he's go, saying, and then go back and look and see what did Jeremiah say? What did he prophesy? And you want to look at is it a prophecy? Or is it that Jeremiah is a prophet and he said a thing? You see, a prophet can give you information that is not necessarily a prophecy. Now, it's hard for it not to be a prophecy if they're a prophet. However, it can be information. And I hope to give an example of that later. That you don't know it's a prophecy until a scripture like this says... That this is that that he was talking about. This is the fulfillment. Because there's times God says things and he uses his prophets to say things or he'll tell his prophets things. And we don't know the fulfillment until the new covenant. Okay. 8.17 That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Esaias the prophet. That's Isaiah. Saying himself took our infirmities, and bare our sicknesses. And does that one say sicknesses? Yes, it does. It doesn't just say sickness. You see, if I wasn't reading it, I would have misquoted. And I would have just said sickness. And this says sicknesses. And is there a difference? I'm a person that will study and find out the difference. Or if there is no difference that it might be, pardon me, Matthew twelve seventeen. that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, so you need to go to the next verse and see what it is that he is. And in English, when we say, quote, we mean a certain something. However, in Old English, this interpretation may not mean it the way that we mean today. And I say that being that I was an English major in college. I had I always kept a double major, and English was one of them, so that I'm sensitive to those differences where somebody else might not be, and I hope I'm not boring you because these someone told me that uh you're so technical that you're boring hurt my feelings, but i I try not to be. I try to watch that because I don't want you to be bored. I want you to learn. I want you to learn to the place that you're delivered. See, this broadcast is deliverance, evangelistic. I want you to be full of the knowledge of God. I want you to be able to receive Jesus in all aspects of who he is, who he was. And uh, I want you to have full complete deliverance, not just have it, but live it and walk it. And even that phraseology deliverance is associated with a certain style and a certain type. And I did too. And and for more than 50 years, God has used me in a whole other type and a whole other style than what I even associated that with. So Matthew 27, did I do Matthew 12? Yes. Matthew 27, 9. This was fulfilled, that was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, And they took thirty pieces of silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they, of the children of Israel, did value. Okay, and I'm going to go to the next section Uh Uh-oh. I had more scriptures up than that one. I wonder what happened. What did I do? Okay, those are exact phrases. Oh. I was scrolling too fast. Did I give you 122? Well, now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord by the prophet saying remember I just now said how the prophet can say something and it's not necessarily a prophecy now the difference between the gift of prophecy and a prophet saying something makes what I just now said that sometimes that can be the fact and other times it is not necessarily the fact, and other times when you would examine and say it's not necessarily the fact, the fulfillment of it is so far down the road as well as right now. And the fulfillment of it in the now is different than down the road. So that we need to know what the prophet said, and we need to know when God in his word is telling us this is the fulfillment. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm going to give you these other scriptures: two twenty-five, Matthew two. Pardon me, two fifteen. And was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, "Out of Egypt I have called my son." That one you particularly want to go to because if God is telling you something and revealing something to you and then he reveals something to you again you don't want to be so stuck on what he said to you the first time or what he said to you in this context that you can't follow the rest of the direction that he's giving you. If God starts you on the road to Damascus for example when you arrive to the inn. And he may or may not have revealed to you which inn, or revealed to you that at an inn, and now as you get there, which inn, hotel, hotel, inn, you want to be able to hear him. And you want to be so connected with him, so that if it's a hotel where everything you can't stand is, is being given there, and I only say that because God does that with me a lot. Uh, The very thing that I object to will be at a place that he sent me. He didn't tell me ahead of time that that's what was going to be in that place. And I've learned over the years that it doesn't mean, oh, I don't want to book there. I don't want to stay there. Or I don't want to stay there right now while they've got their convention going on and that's an abomination to God. I've learned over the years that God wants me there because he wants me to bring somebody out He wants me to bring deliverance to someone who's all caught up in what is going on there. That is an abomination to God. And I had to learn to hear God. I always give you the example of uh, the apostle Paul. When, When he had the vision of come to Damascus, it was a man that was in the vision. Only when he got to Damascus, it was Lydia, a woman, <laughs> the seller of purple, who he had to deal with all the time. And I always make a joke of it, and but I am not joking. That had God given him a vision of a woman saying, come to Damascus, Paul probably would have run the other way. <laughs> he would not have gone because he was conscientious. About being faithful to God. And not being a fornicator or an adulterer. And he was conscientious that he lived in a world that fornication was just how it was. And even among the elite of the religious. Even among... mm, Okay. Which one did I stop at? 217... This was fulfilled, Uh, did I go all the way down? Uh, Matthew 4, 14, that it might be fulfilled which is spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, Matthew 8, 17, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Esaias the prophet, saying, himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness. That it might be, uh, pardon me, Matthew twelve seventeen, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Matthew twenty seven nine
2: Play for free at
0: LuckyLandSlots.com Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Saying, and they took, oh, well, I think I read that one to you. Let me finish. And they took the 30 pieces of s- silver, the price of him that was valued, whom they, of the children of Israel, did value. I almost want to take that. Uh, I want to deal with us with I'm going to take the 2:16 one, uh, Acts 2:16, so that I get to one of the issues that I want to bring to us. Ah, is we know that that's Joel. Ah, uh, well, I want to read the full thing in Acts. Acts 2, that was 16. So that we know what happened. That we know that it's Peter that stood up saying, however, the whole thing that happened, and when the day of Pentecost was come, I'm, I'm, the beginning of Acts 2. When the day of Pentecost was come, They were all with one accord in one place. So you can be so filled up with being on one accord, especially since that's not usual. It ought to be usual. It ought to be the way it always is, but it usually isn't. And they were all on one accord in one place. And suddenly, see, these kinds of things that we we want to be aware of in God's Word, when you're all on one accord, we have a tendency to call that uh, a, a peaceful atmosphere. Which we usually make it that that's low-key and quiet-like and, you know, agreement is almost the, the sounding of my voice, um, the way that I'm saying it almost in a lullaby. <laughs> and suddenly, we want to know God well enough to know that he'll interrupt what we call peace, what we call what we call peace. He's king of peace and prince of peace. One of the things I let you know about king, it has to do with authority. And that's political authority. That's not. It's not enough to say that it's all authority. It's authority in the political realm. It is authority in the social realm because it deals with what happens socially. However, kingly authority... I want to use the word disseminates, but somebody might not know what that word means. Kingly authority gives areas of authority. And with that, gives license for others to carry a thing out. That's what kingly authority does. So it's not enough just to say authority. We want to understand how that authority is carried out. And so he's king of peace. And that's why, for example, in, in Daniel, when Daniel was fasting, king of peace is king of peace. However, when Daniel's fasting, God gives the archangel orders to go handle something with an angel And an angel who's over a nation, most of us don't recognize stuff like that. That there's angels over a nation, and there's angels that have more authority than other angels, and the archangel. Okay, however, it's so that Daniel has peace. And I'd like to tell you, it's an answer of peace. Now that phrase is used with Joseph talking to the pharaoh. That God will give you an answer of peace. However, I want you to understand. King of peace is different from prince of peace. And I don't mean they're two different people. No, 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 no. Jesus is king of peace. Jesus is prince of peace. But prince has to do with relationships. Prince has to do with uh, your family. And not just in how your family gets along. But how your family doesn't get along. A prince of peace will deal with that and handle that. And it doesn't mean it all goes into a lullaby. But it does mean that it's all not going to go into dissemination and idolatry. Because that's usually where things that aren't of peace, that's usually where they go. Whether they go there right away or whether they take a year, two years, a generation, two generations, or several generations. I want you to know and understand that so that when you see things that are fulfilled by the prophet and a whole lot of time passes, it doesn't mean that that prophecy was celebrated. It doesn't mean that that prophecy was believed or continued to be believed. It doesn't mean that every aspect of the prophecy was understood at the time. And Part of why God says, this is that, on, on that, that axe one, so that we have this idea about peace, that everything is like a lullaby, and we're all getting along on one accord. And suddenly, you want to know, God'll God will interrupt you. He'll interrupt the thing that we want to settle on, and we're so sure that we need to settle there. Doesn't it seem wonderful to settle on all of us getting along and all of us talking about a thing that each of us have a different opinion on? And finally, we have learned that he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church is so that I can hear, believe, and receive what God is saying to you even though it's different than what God is saying to me. That I can hear what Jesus is saying to you when the Spirit of the Lord is saying such and so to me. Oh, yeah, and so we can move in peace. And then suddenly, are we ready for this suddenly? Right now, God is giving uh, direction in prophecies. And I, I was listening about that in one of the groups of, of pro, uh, pastors that I deal with. And when I asked a question about which prophet, it was a total different prophet than the one that I thought I heard said. So that we're going to deal in a different realm. And the one that the one that I thought he dealt in a different area concerning our area, concerning where we live. And then <clears throat> I live in the Lehigh Valley. Well, when one person in the Lehigh Valley says Lehigh Valley, they think of whatever it is they think of. And when I think of Lehigh Valley, I think of what God showed me when I first came here, of the Lehigh Valley. And this was before there were uh, the, the map, the thing that you can see. This was in 70. And God gave me a view from mountain to mountain to mountaintop. And he gave me the understanding. And he also said both the understanding and said that the Lehigh Valley, the area, is the these mountain ridges, these mountaintops. Well, when you go to the governmental mapping of Lehigh Valley, it covers different, it covers some of which is Northampton County and not just Lehigh County, however, what God showed me, was the mountain ridges, and what He told me, is this is the Lehigh Valley, and then later, showed me prophecies that He had given to families almost a hundred years earlier, concerning that whole area. It wasn't even settled the way that I know how to identify it or knew how in the seventies and know how now that we're in the the decade that we're in where the 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 identification is different and yet god gave me an identification concerning the prophecies that he gave to people that took it more like histor- history or as a historian or as a uh I'm going to use a word, a data entry person. I'll put it that way. So, please understand that when the prophecy is fulfilled, there's more to it, um, even more to the understanding than the part that we think and the part that we know. And we need to be able to receive what the other understands. So suddenly there came now they're all at peace they're all getting along and there came a sound most of the time we think a sudden sound is an interruption and we don't like interruptions a sound from heaven i i will tell you that my experience From my younger years in ministry and churches, that if there was a sound, it was an alarm. Now, God does sound an alarm, and He actually tells one of the prophets that sound the alarm. However, as human beings, when everything is just in that lullaby mode, in that peaceful mode, a sudden sound, and then a sound from heaven. Automatically the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. And that's not what was going on here. So if we have a certain mindset, we need to have a certain heart set, that our heart is so in with the word of God that we recognize and can do that change. And neurology, modern day neurology has brought us back to what God gave in the first place, uh the understanding of these things to Adam. But modern day neurology has lets us know that the brain connects those things and connects them before we can think about it. Can, makes the connection that's beyond the connection that is the truth that she stayed in. Okay, So suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. Most of us, when we think of wind, we think it's a storm, and we're scared, and we ask for protection. Uh, (laughs) Lord, protect me from the storm, because we automatically think a rushing wind is a storm, and we automatically think we need protection. And that's not even where God was taking us or taking them. I like to say us because I like to include me on whatever God is doing and and if i'm not included i like to i like for god to let me know most of the time god lets me know this is for you this includes you what i did for them i'll do for you and usually he also lets me know he'll do beyond so this is very different from the way we as humans have a habit of registering the experience thank god it happened kind of like the rapture in, in terms of in a moment, in a twinkle of an eye. It happened faster than, than it takes to say it, read it. A rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were sitting. Remember I told you the lullaby, they're sitting. They weren't still up making their case for this, that and the other. And notice, it didn't say kneeling, because the scripture lets you know they were were there praying. They're sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire. Most of us, wind, oh my gosh, a sound, oh that's an alarm. A a rushing wind filling the house, ah, scare me, oh, protect me. And then fire? Oh my gosh. Now now I know it's the devil. <laughs> I am teasing. Except for that I'm not joking. It sounds like a joke because we, we tend to think. Be so close to the heart of God. That you're not a joke. I always remind you that you're people of excellence. If you have tuned into me. God has people of excellence tune in to me. Not just what we like to call the average person. And we like to think in terms of the average person. We like that phrase uh, uh, in the United States, all men are created equal. Well, that might have to do with creation, but it doesn't have to do with calling. We are not all equally called. We are not all equally equipped. We are not all equally ordained. There are many things that are the same, and they can be the same in different arenas. Anyway, let's get on to here. So all of this that happened, and and it's happening so fast that most human beings, and I do mean people of God, people of note, people of faith, the sound and the wind and, and, and the interruption and fire. We're not so ready to say, oh, God. Well, yeah, we'll say, oh, God, like, help me, help me, help me. Oh, God, protect me, protect me. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire. Now, these are people here of different languages. So they're not, they don't have a problem with, with different languages. And if they did, they got over it. Um, in the scripture, I'm not going to stop and show you now, but people tend to pull towards people that speak the same language, have the same ideas, but also get prejudiced against people that have a different language and different ideas. And God wants us to know that we can pull together. Uh, we raised My husband and I raised our children. God taught us this. To look at Shem, Hem, Japheth and what God has to say about people across the earth so that when you speak of people you know what God said how they are and how they do and you look at where God said they went in the earth rather than make up your mind about this nation and that nation and so on and so forth. Shem, Hem, Japheth so that you're not just calling people according to the social norm of the time so there appeared unto them cloven tongues now that's quite different I don't have a problem with hearing you speak another language over there while you're praying I don't have a problem hearing you speaking another language while you're praising and worshiping but showing up like actually I want to stop and look up cloven tongue what in the world are cloven tongues Tongues. That's not a word that we use in modern English. And that's also something that I want you to pay attention to when you're studying something from the Word of God. It's not, not the Word of God because it's not in the Greek, or it's different in the Greek than it is in your, your language that you're studying from. And you don't want to only know what the old, old English word cloven means. And you don't have to learn Greek to look it up. It's good to look it up so that you understand and not just give it what you think it is in your head or what you heard since you were a child. <clears throat> so cloven tongues... Like as a fire, that fire, that fire. We tend to associate fire with the devil, which is a whole other thing that we do. We associate fire with hell and putting the devil in hell. God is going to put the devil in the lake of, lake of fire. And death and hell are going to be cast into the lake of fire. And we loosely use those terms in our vernacular and in our social norm of speaking. Like what the H and, and condemn it, you know, to H. And that's not even how God has given us the revelation of hell. And when we want to cast and condemn something to hell, God lets us know. He's the one that's keeping track. And he's the one that has set what's going where, not us. And even as I say that, go look at all the scriptures and see where did he give us that license? Where did he give us that authority? And then when you see it, to what degree? If, if a general in an army gives you authority to go to a place and do a certain thing, it's not just to go any place and do everything. So, here we go. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, pardon me. It says Holy Ghost there. One of the things I love about that. Now, in the, in the Greek, it's a Pardon me, let me give you the Hebrew. It is the word, it could be spirit or it could be ghost. It's not a ghost like when I was a kid, Casper the friendly ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. Not as their learning and their understanding and their knowledge. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews... And notice God says, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. When God says of every nation under heaven, please know God knows all the nations. When a man is recording something and he records every nation, it's every nation that that man knows. However, when God is saying every nation under heaven, it's every nation under heaven part of why i say that is because right now we're living in days where things are happening for th- uh, in archaeology where we understood things especially concerning the pyramids the egyptian pyramids and we we thought we understood things and now we're about to understand that it was 17th century europe and not every country and 18th century europe That gave us the interpretation of the hieroglyphs and mainly of things of Africa that it was ignorant and unlearned. And most of us have grown up believing that. Now I'm from the 17th and 18th century. And you learn from the word of God that when people believe the same thing generation after generation and for hundreds and hundreds of years... We just know that's the truth, whether or not it is the truth. And with those, uh, we decided what, what people of what nationality are human or partially human. And, and we, we took it that those Europeans of the 17th and 18th century, there were reasons why we listened to them. There were reasons why we believed them. And I want you to know that when the scripture says, when the scripture says, of every nation under heaven, it's every nation under heaven. Because again, right now, what's happening in our day and our time, thousands of years later from when the pyramids were built, and when different things were built, now archaeologists weren't even trying to study it, but can't ignore it, that there's a deterioration going on. And the, the face of some of the things, when I say face, I don't mean the face of a statue, I mean the front of, is falling off. And here we're looking and beholding and seeing that there's something else written underneath. And some of it has fallen away for us to understand that another king, another ruler, another pharaoh put a different history that exalts himself on top of a previous history. That's going on in our day, and our time. And if you look at this 10 years from now, by then probably all of that has come out and might be common knowledge. Or, as has happened in my adulthood, hush, hush on those things. Those things aren't being told because we already made so many conclusions and we already told so many things. I was at the doctor (laughs) the other day And the doctor was telling me this, 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 and that, 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 about this, this, and this. And I let the doctor know, in my day, when I was a youngster, the doctors told the adults, the parents, a different this, this, and this, and a different that, that, that. And... Uh, They're talking about immunity. And now what you're saying, what you're saying is that you, today's medicine, you want this to be done so that you're okay against that. I'm using the terminology on purpose. This is that. Because you want to know the difference between what God said, and you want to know what people thought when this was said, and you want to know what people mean when that is said. And I was letting the doctor know, she didn't know I was talking to her with scripture in my mind, but I let her know that, no, the this that you're telling me today is not the that that was spoken by the medical field, your whole field, not what I think, your whole field. So which do I listen to? And if I listen to you now, do I discount it? Because you discount what was said 50 years ago. And I'm way over 50. Okay? I want us to understand that when we see this in the Word, we want to go back and see what the Prophet said. And we want to pay attention and we want to not be ready to be alarmed. And if God says be alarmed, we want to be alarmed. One of the ones that I'm not getting to because we, I've run out of time, just showing you all of the difference of the things to understand that I'm not even getting to Joel. Because if you go to the Joel scripture, without God having said it through Peter that this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, you go back to the prophet Joel, and there's no way that you know the beginning of that prophecy is saying what's happening here in Acts. And you don't know where the end of it is. And yet God gave Peter to say, this is that, which was spoken by by the prophet Joel. You go back to Joel, and without this, God giving Peter to say the this you don't know where the prophecy begins and ends. You don't know what year. And you don't know what action. You don't know if it's the fire. Or if it's the storm. Or if it's the wind. Or if it's the rain. And speaking especially to Pentecostals or Bapticostals. <laughs> that's a joke that some of you of another generation, present generation might not know. And you don't know. That... The scripture lets us know how that we hear every man in our own tongue in which we were born, and then it gives all these different nations that they're speaking our language, and we know that they don't know. They don't know how to speak that. We know how to hear that. God will interrupt and let you know things. So look at, investigate when you see the fulfillment of a prophecy because there's a lot of prophecies going on today and the fulfillment you want to know that this is that you want to know what God revealed